keep beating the market? Well, if history has taught us anything, it's that investing in semiconductor ETFs has definitely been the way to go. Now, this channel is all about making money, and I try to share ways of how easy the stock market allows any day investors to become rich. As we know, ETFs offer very minimal effort, they're very passive, and it's a way to get exposure to many different equities with very little money. There's one particular sector that has absolutely destroyed the market and total returns over the past decade. By the end of this video, you're going to know exactly why semiconductor ETFs have done so well and why they're so important. Plus, I'll also share three ETFs that give great exposure to this area and showcase their amazing track record on my comparison tracker. Now, the only thing better than a track record of success is hitting that like button for the algorithm and subscribing for more great fun content. Semiconductors are the magical sector that allows for great gains. Semiconductors are actually extremely important to the world and you probably wouldn't want to live in a world that didn't have them. Now let's look at some of the devices semiconductors are found in and why the demand for them is only going to continue to rise. Semiconductors basic function is to help the flow of electricity. They are the heart of microprocessor chips and transistors. Most semiconductor chips are created with silicon, a very common element found in sand. Now you're probably putting two and two together and realize that Silicon Valley's name originates from the large population of semiconductor companies doing business there. And slowly over time, that's grown to evolve into more and more technology companies. Now without semiconductors, we would not have functioning TVs, smartphones, computers, video games, advanced medical equipment, military systems, transportation, clean energy, and so many more applications. There's no way that we can escape semiconductors because it is all around us. Not only that, but it's constantly evolving. Semiconductor companies invest on average one-fifth of their total revenue straight back into research and development, which is among the highest rates of any industry. This is why the world has transformed heavily since the 1980s when phones or bricks used to weigh about two pounds. They used to cost on average around $4,000 and had charge of only 30 minutes. Though I would argue that Apple phones seem to be heading back into this direction, unfortunately. Anyway, constant investment to semiconductor companies is also fueled by governments who want to have the latest top-notch technology, and governments, as you know, have endless checkbooks and unlimited money. Uncle Jerome's money printer has been extra busy as of late. Okay, now that you know why semiconductors are important, let's look at the three ETFs that have amazing returns this past decade. And don't worry, at the end I'll put them all in a comparison tracker to help visualize the differences and show off their amazing returns. So the first one here is SOX, or SOXX, ticker symbol S-O-X-X, and they will give exposure to the 30 largest US listed semiconductor companies. Generally, they try not to have a particular company make up more than 8% of their weighting, but it looks like Nvidia has had just such a giant run up that they might have to do some rebalancing later. They've been around since June of 2001, which means they're even older than Sarbanes-Oxley for all my accounting friends. Don't worry, we won't be doing any testing of internal controls here. And I know some investors are really gonna love this, is that they have the highest possible rating of a triple A 
on the ESG rating score. Now what does ESG really track these days? That's for you to decide. I personally am not the biggest fan of them. Now let's take a look at their holdings and we're actually gonna see a lot of overlap in these three ETFs, but these are the top semiconductor companies in the world and they also include the providers of equipment used in semiconductors. Now Nvidia is currently the largest position in SOX and it is actually the largest individual stock holding in my personal portfolio. So I think that's all you need to know about how I feel about this particular company. Other very reputable companies here include Broadcom, which has nearly a $200 billion market cap. They pay around a 3% dividend, which is really high for this particular sector that's known to not really pay very high dividends because they have to invest all that money back into R&D. They also include Intel, which had $78 billion in top-line revenue last year. It also includes Qualcomm, which had $23 billion in revenue last year and is up 138% in the last five years. They also have Texas Instruments, AMD, which is up 1500% in the last five years. Imagine having even a little bit of exposure to that. That's how you really grow your wealth is with investments right there. Now, Sox has a really small dividend yield of just under 0.70%, but that's actually higher than the dividend yield of a company such as Apple. They also have a 0.43 expense ratio, which means for every $10,000 invested, they're going to take $43 right off the top. But I don't think you're going to be complaining because in the last 10 years, this ETF has absolutely destroyed the market. On average, it has returned 27% annually. The S&P 500 in that same time span has only returned 16% in the last decade. That means a $10,000 investment in 2011 would now be worth over $112,000 if it was invested into stocks compared to just $46,000 over that same time span if we had just invested in the S&P 500. For 99% of investors, it's really hard to even be on par or even slightly beat the market. But to basically 2x the market, that is just something else. I'll admit I did start off with a bang in what I believe is the best semiconductor ETF in SOX, but let's take a look at another ETF that's had phenomenal results this past decade, which is Invesco's Dynamic Semiconductors ETF. Now PSI, they select semiconductors based on their own quantitative methodology that focuses on risk factors, valuation, among other criteria. Now they're also gonna be tilting towards smaller growth companies because of their tier weighting scheme. Their stocks are also gonna be rebalanced every quarter. When we look at their top 10 holdings, we're gonna see a lot of overlap, but the weighting is gonna be a little bit different. I also wanna add that LAM Research, which is up 618% in the last five years, is very similar to AMAT or Applied Materials, and that they both provide the service of providing semiconductor equipment used in the fabrication process. Now they have assets under management of just 665 million, which is well below SOX's $7.5 billion in assets under management. Their expense ratio is 0.57, which is a $57 fee for every $10,000 invested. That's actually higher than SOX's 0.43%. Altogether, they own 31 different positions and they have a very impressive five-year annualized return of 35% and a 10-year return of 26% every year. So again, this is a very phenomenal ETF in terms of total return. All right, now let's finish it off with the last semiconductor ETF that I really like, and that's XSD, which is the Spider S&P 500 semiconductor ETF. 
Now this ETF will grab US semiconductors of any market cap, but has them in an equal weight. So the concentration might actually give more exposure to smaller caps than larger caps like Nvidia. They also rebalance every quarter. They have $1 billion in assets under management. Their expense ratio is 0.35, which is actually the cheapest on this list. They own 42 different companies. They have a five-year average annual return of 33% and a 10-year average return of 24% annually. Those are just insane returns. And again, when we look at their top 10 holdings, we're gonna see a lot of very similar companies as we've seen before, just weighted a little bit differently. And there's gonna be a few new unique players as well. So guys, all of these ETFs have done amazing in the past, but of course, past performance is not indicative of future performance. But as you probably know, the world is currently experiencing a widespread chip shortage. That means there's so much demand for semiconductors that the world supply chain simply cannot meet it. We have car companies making less cars as a result. Apple said in their latest earnings report that their sales would be affected by it. 100 billion chips are estimated to be used daily around the world. Now that's great news for semiconductor companies in the future, and I can't see the growth slowing down anytime soon, which means there's gonna be more amazing returns for these ETFs. I have a feeling you won't see content like this on YouTube, but you know I'm always bringing you these low-key stocks or ETFs to your attention. These videos do take a lot of time for me to research and edit. Please help out the channel by liking this video and subscribing. I'm gonna be communicating with you in the comments below if you do have any questions. And remember, my videos are always available wherever you get your podcast under the Collect Cash podcast name. And as always, make sure you buy, stash, and collect cash.